0: You're tuned in to the Marketing Lawcast with Jennifer Goddard. This is where estate planning and elder law firms turn for high-octane marketing strategies and powerhouse success stories. Brace yourselves for game-changing digital marketing tips, professional sales training, and exclusive interviews with industry gurus and top-tier attorneys smashing the six and seven-figure barrier. It's time to drive your practice to success. Welcome to the Marketing Lawcast.
1: Hi, Julie. I'm so happy to see you today. And I want to introduce you to our audience. Um, This is Julie Lowe. She is a certified high-performance coach, and she works with ambitious entrepreneurs and professionals to help them put in place high-performance habits. Is that that pretty much that in a nutshell, Julie? It is. It is. And it's a perfect description. Awesome. Well, you know, a lot of our listeners are attorneys. And so I think they probably think of themselves as high performing, but they may have a little bit of different idea. They may be thinking high performing means that I really work hard, I deliver the goods, I'm on top of things. So when we talk about high performance, what, what's what do you mean by high performance?
0: Yeah, I do think that part of high performance is definitely being high achiever, being successful. But the thing that differentiates high performance from just high achieving and being successful is that you're doing it in a way that's sustainable. And you're doing it in a way where you're not only super successful but you're also maintaining your well-being and your relationships because a lot of times if we're a high achiever, we're super successful but we burn out, right? And we end up like kind of destroying our health, we put that on the back burner and then all of a sudden we start having health problems uh pop up or our relationships really take a hit, right? We're working these really long hours. And, you know, when you get stressed out, you might be like snipping at your family or just not really showing up as your best self. So high performance is about having that success, but doing it in a way that really maintains your success over the long-term and your health, well-being, and
1: relationships. Well, you know, here at IMS, we are really focused a lot on lawyer well-being. You probably are aware that this is one of the professions where suicide rates are high, depression rates are high, substance abuse is high, divorce is high. And I think a lot of it comes back to this concept of high achieving being high performance. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, there's definitely, definitely a difference. I mean, I've always considered myself a high achiever and I've, you know, accomplished a lot in my life, but. In the past, I definitely did it in a way that was not as healthy and then hit the point of burnout. So I think it's really common and I think it's a bit of a cultural societal thing where we are taught to hustle, you know, you have to work hard and, you you know, you really have to go for it. And it's great to be up to big things and want to achieve a lot. But if you're not doing it in a healthy way, then yeah, your, your physical health and your mental health are definitely going to
1: take a hit. So, Julie, when I introduced you, I said you were a certified high-performance coach. What is high-performance coaching? Well, so high-performance
0: coaching is really all about, like, how do we get you to the point of high performance? What different areas of your life do we need to work on to get things dialed in? Because maybe you've got the career dialed in. Maybe you're super clear on that. You're really rocking it at work and you really love what you do and you're on at work, but maybe there's other areas of your life that have you know taken that hit. Maybe your, your mindset is not in a great place. Maybe your relationships are starting to uh, really kind of fall apart or they're just not where you want them to be, or maybe you're getting a lot done at work, but you're also like, I know I could be more productive. I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place and not as organized as I could be. Um, and so it's really taking a look at these 12 areas of your life, including you know clarity and productivity, but also your psychology and your physiology. Like how are you taking care of your body? And what do we need to do So you're sort of like firing on all cylinders in your life and you're still, you know, you're super happy and successful at work, but you're also maintaining all these other areas of your life. Um, The thing I love about high performance, too, is that it's so holistic. You know, it really does take that whole whole body, whole life approach and help you in all these areas. And it's, it's backed by science. Um, It's something that's been proven out over the years to be really successful and, and help help pretty much everybody that goes through the high performance
1: certification. So this concept of high performance, it really does uh, encompass all aspects of your life. So you're not trying to give up one thing for something else. You're not necessarily stepping back from your career to, be more focused on other aspects, but how do you find that balance? Right. And that's usually
0: the tricky bit, right? Usually it's like, oh, well, something's got to give, but nothing can give, right? <laughs> like right, exactly. I'm still really needed at work. I'm still really needed at home. And so usually the thing that does give is our physical health and, you know, our self-care and our mindset. Those are the things that give, because it feels like the only thing we can back off of is like, well, like I can catch up with my my self-care later. Um, but that's the thing that tends to slip. and We don't realize how much we need that self-care, how much we need to take care of our body and our mind in order to actually maintain all these other areas. I know right. I found for me when my stress got super high and I was really hitting the point of burnout, um, I was not as sharp as I wanted
1: had a little your bit of performance brain fog. starts to suffer
0: for sure. Your performance suffers. And then also just your, your mental health, your attitude. And um, I found myself to be like shorter with my family and just not showing up the way I wanted to be because by the end of the day, I gave it all at work and I still did great at work, but then I was just done by the end of the day. Right. Absolutely, I didn't have anything left in the tank and, I, and my patience was gone, you know, and I was tired Um, and we're not at our best when we're tired. So it's really like, how do I still do the really good job I want to do during the day at my job or my career, but then still have
1: a life, still have right. energy, and be able to show, to show up, up? How that. you want to, right? Exactly. exactly. So, Julie, when I first met you, you were like the the guru of social advertising. That's how I actually came to meet you. So, I'm really curious about your journey from you know, consulting on social advertising with with a lot of super high-performing people. And then how did you kind of make this segue into uh, high-performance coaching?
0: Yeah, and I'm still doing a lot of the consulting work. I'm still doing, you know, helping people with their Facebook ads and their marketing. Um, But the way I kind of ended up with high performance is a bit of a winding path. But I basically, you know, I've grown this company over the past 10 years, but in 2020, when the pandemic hit, like for a lot of people, um, everything, everything kind of came to a head for me, right? So I've always kind of struggled with anxiety. And then you throw a pandemic into the mix. And I had two young boys at home trying to do school, you know, via zoom, and my 50 hour days, or 50 hour weeks, it felt like a 50 hour day, 50 hour <laughs> suddenly, we're more like 60 hour weeks. And I was exhausted, I was not taking care of myself. And my anxiety just really kind of got to a breaking point and I realized, okay, I've, I've got to do something. I need help. And um I did get help in the form of, of therapy and even some anxiety medication just to kind of help me get over that part. Um, but I didn't really want that to be a permanent solution. And I knew there had to be a better way. Um, and so I really started digging into like, okay, what am I missing here? Like why can't I get my anxiety under control? Why can't I handle this better? And at the time I thought like, well, it's got to be mindset. I'd done a lot of mindset work and I was like, okay, I just, I need to work harder on the mindset work yeah. apparently, right? Because that's all put I need. another layer of pressure on you. Right. you like, so, yeah.
1: work properly.
0: <laughs> right. And so instead of just like buying a book or something, because I'd already read a lot, I actually signed up for this nine month coaching certification program because I thought like, okay, I need some next level <laughs> work, right? I can't just like get the basics. I'm going to learn how to do this myself. So I joined the certification program, which is another layer of of pressure on myself, right? Something else to do. But I'm so glad I did it because that's really where I learned about nervous system regulation. And I really really kind of realized that stress is not just happening in your mind. It's not just a mindset problem. It's a body problem. And stress is really starting in your nervous system first and foremost. And when I realized that, I was like, Oh, like, I've been looking at this the wrong way all this time. And and it really felt like a missing piece. And it also kind of took me down the rabbit hole of research. So then I, um, you know, went through this certification program and became a life and success coach. And then I really started getting into neuroscience and really started digging into like, well, what is happening in your brain? You know, when you're stressed or when you're under pressure, you're trying to perform What's happening in your body? And, you know, went on to get a um, another coaching certification from a neuroscience program and eventually found my way to high performance. And the thing that I realized was, holy cow, this is actually putting together everything I've learned. So it's got the mindset piece. It's got the science and the neuroscience baked in. And it's really taking that holistic approach to... How do you perform at a high level? How do you do all the big things you want to do in the world and do them well and be successful without the burnout and without the stress getting, you know, out of control? And how do you still come home and be a good mom at the end of the day? Right. Um, So that was really, to me, the thing that was like, this
1: is it. This is the thing that brings it all together and addresses everything I've learned over the years. I'm just guessing that in consulting with a lot of these high-performing business owners, you've seen a lot of this,
0: for sure. So even though I was consulting in you know their business and their advertising, things come up, and especially you know when you're putting a lot of money into a system like Facebook, it's stressful. Yes,
1: <laughs> <So a lot laughs> I can <of> attest.
0: <laughs> comes up, right? You know this, right? So um, even though I was technically consulting. I've also had a bit of coaching, you know, mixed in over the years because a lot of times, you know, things come up whenever you're you're playing a big game like that. Um, So, yeah, I've definitely seen it, you know, behind the scenes in businesses over the years uh, in addition to what happened with me.
1: Yeah. So what does your coaching business, what does it look like?
0: Yeah. So I, like I said, I still do the consulting work, but now I've also, um, started offering the high performance coaching. And I think it's a great mix because a lot of the people, like you said, they come to me, they're, they're business owners. Um, they have busy careers and they know that they need to really kind of get things dialed in so that they can, they can perform, but they can be happier with their life in general. So I'm doing some speaking now and, um, and then offering the high performance coaching for anybody that really kind of wants to get things dialed in. And, and they're two separate things, but honestly, um, a lot of people
1: would be well served by both. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap. So if yeah. you could if you could kind of describe who's your ideal like client avatar, you know, who, mm-hmm. fits, that, who fits that mold?
0: Um, I wouldn't say it's a high achiever. It's somebody that they have big things they want to do. Um, their career is probably really important to them, whether they're an entrepreneur or a professional. And it is important to them that they do well in whatever it is they do, whatever their career is. And they really feel like they've kind of missed a piece along the way where they feel like, yeah, like I'm doing well at work, but maybe they've lost the spark and the love for their work over the years and they need to get some clarity there. Or maybe they're like, I'm doing great at work, but my home life is starting to fall apart because I don't feel like I'm having the conversations I need to have, or I don't feel like I'm showing up with the right energy. Um, Or maybe everything's going like, okay, but you feel kind of like it might fall apart because you feel that energy slipping and you just don't really feel your best anymore. You don't feel like you're showing up with that joy and that confidence that maybe you
1: once had. Right, you know, I see that a lot with with lawyers in general. Just sort of a general feeling of malaise. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I I feel like I'm working hard and I'm doing well, but I'm just not getting a hundred percent in every area, and I don't really know what to do about that. I get right. that a lot. You know, that they 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 seem they they feel stuck. Yeah, right? and in some ways, that's like almost a worse feeling than feeling like. I'm doing
0: great here, but I'm, I'm losing here. Just having that general feeling of like, like you said, malaise are just that like, meh, like everything, everything's like, okay, but I don't love it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's really kind of trying to find that spark and bring your, your joy back for the work that you do and the
1: joy for your time off and your time with your family. And when you have that, then your work, and your family everything starts to blossom it starts to really absolutely thrive yeah so Julie you've got a book coming out this fall and I love the title a few Good Habits uh before you tell us a few of those good habits, what inspired you to write the book oh uh, yeah I'm really excited about the book I'm a
0: big book nerd I've always <laughs> loved the idea of writing a book but wasn't sure if I were, ever would um but what really kind of inspired me to write it is two things number one, like I said, I really dove deep into the research over the past few years on like, what do you have to do to really um, reduce your stress? And also, what do you have to do to improve your mindset and take care of all of these areas of your life? And it took a lot of digging to find the answers that I, I found. And they came from a lot of sources. But I didn't really see anybody bring it all together and address number one, like the habits that you need to be a high performer, but also how do you handle that stress? And what's the best way to really manage the stress? And then also the other thing is I see so much advice out there that is just completely impractical, especially for busy women and busy moms. Um, You know, I was seeing advice like, well, just sleep in, you know, and don't use an alarm and just wake up when your body's ready. And I thought like, who gets to do that? Like, maybe if you're retired, you would definitely have to be an entrepreneur. Um, but you know, just things that are either just not realistic, or they're so complicated and so complex, where it's like this 20 step plan to change your life. And I'm like, right. who has time for that? And, you know, I really have realized over the years that it doesn't have to be complicated. I think we tend to, to make things so complicated. And we think we need some big fancy system or some new like sexy app or something to get our life in order. And I just I don't think that's what works. I think it really boils down to dialing in a few good habits. And we really just have to make things less complicated and get back to basics. Um, And a lot of the habits, they're just common sense. But they're not always common practice. And so that's
1: really what inspired the book. Can you share with us just a couple of those good habits that you're talking about in your book?
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I talk about is the fact that we're kind of going about things wrong. And we're really relying on things like willpower, and our motivation and just thinking that we have to kind of grit through things. And then if we just buckle down, and we want it more, you know, and we just really dial in our willpower that we're going to get things done. But I just don't think that's the solution. I think willpower is a limited resource. And we really have to instead rely on some systems and some planning. You know, so one of the habits is really about coming up with an intentional plan to make these habits stick, because you can't just want it. You know, you can't just like want to lose the weight and will yourself to do it. You have to have a plan. Um, And so really setting up those intentions and those plans so that you know exactly how you're going to follow on, uh, you know, follow through on things instead of just relying on your willpower and your grit to get you there. Um, You know, relying on willpower is why most like New Year's resolutions fail is because, you know, after a couple of months, our willpower gives out and it's just not going to sustain us. So really having that plan of I'm going to do this at this time in this place and for this long or, you know, whatever it may be, having those really clear plans and those really clear intentions
1: um, are really part of forming good habits. If if you were sitting here today with um, some of my lawyer clients, right, uh, especially the women, and they mm-hmm. were to ask you, you know, how can I really achieve what I want to achieve in my work? but without sacrificing my family and my health? Is there like one thing that you would tell them? um, Here's my my biggest piece of advice for you. Oh, gosh, that's a great question. I would
0: say the number one thing is to question how you've been doing things and question how we've been taught it has to be done. Because that's a big part of the book. It's literally the first half of the book is kind of debunking these personal development myths and these myths about how we have to be successful. And I think a lot of times we think it has to look a certain way. You know, like I said, we have to grit through things and we just have to be tougher tougher and stronger and, you know, empower our way through. We just have to work more hours. I just have to try harder. And unfortunately that's what we've been taught, but it's not really how it works. And so that's, you know, that's why we hit the point of burnout. That's why we think, well, I can't be successful and be you know a great mom because something's got to give right i right. think the solution to that where we don't have you know have to give up something where we don't have to drop a ball that is super important to us is to really number 1 rethink things question how we're doing it question how maybe we've been raised and and taught to to believe hard work has to look like and then really get clear on your priorities what really does matter to you and then really start prioritizing things like taking care of your your mindset and your body, your mental and your, your physical health, and realize that that is gonna be key to being successful in all your er- all areas, you know, in the home life and at work. Um, but we really have to question you know a lot of what we've been taught
1: because a lot of it is just wrong. It's just wrong, and it's not helpful. you know, it's just like asking yourself. This is something that I believe is true that I have to X Y or Z, and then ask mm-hmm. yourself, "What if that weren't true? What if mm-hmm. I didn't have to do that?" Right. Just asking the question so powerful, for sure. Yeah. Is it true? Is such a great question. I love that. Great insight. So I don't think that I mentioned how people can find you on the internet, Coach Julie Lowe, L O W E, yes, com. Terrific. Yeah. Before we wrap up, Julie, is there just anything that I haven't asked you, some little nugget that you'd really like to uh, to, to, talk, to talk about before we wrap up?
0: I would just say, you know, kind of circling back to that last question is to really take a look at how you're doing things and question how you've been doing them and don't think that you have to do things in a certain way and really realize that if you can dial in your habits. And if you can really get a handle on your day and how you're doing things, you really can, quote unquote, have it all. You really can be, you know, super successful at work and do it in a way that feels good and that's sustainable and that doesn't burn you out. But you do have to start asking those questions and
1: you do have to start taking a look at your habits. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. We'll look forward to your book, A Few Good Habits. And see you on the web at CoachJulieLowe, L-O-W-E, dot com. Perfect. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's a wrap on this edition of the Marketing Lawcast. Thanks for joining
0: us. Head over to www.imsrocks.com for more growth-focused insights. If you're ready to skyrocket your firm's marketing, don't hesitate to book a free discovery call with our team right on our website. Here's
1: to your success. See you next time.